1: Welcome to Ashland University's Professional Learning Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Wendy Stanley. Joining us today is the Northwood Leadership Team, located in Elyria, Ohio. The members include Miranda Roscoe, principal at Northwood Elementary School, former Windsor Elementary and Elyria School District, she has been the principal for six of her 15 years with the Elyria schools and nine of those years, she was an assistant principal at the elementary and high school levels. She has her master's degree in school leadership from Cleveland State University and currently working on her doctoral dissertation. Also with us is Mary Karlovek, educator for 43 years with the Elyria City Schools. Currently, she is a Title I reading teacher. She has a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. Over her career, she has supported the training of 20 student teachers. Sherry Grove has been an educator with Elyria City Schools for 31 years. Currently, she is a Title I and reading recovery teacher. Sherry received her K-12 reading endorsement and has her master's degree in curriculum and instruction from Ashland University. Another member of the team, is Jennifer Chet. She's a Title I teacher and she has been an educator with Elyria City Schools for 15 years. She also graduated from Ashland University with her bachelor's degree and received her master's degree in Curriculum, Instruction, and Assessment from Walden University. Well, welcome. Thank 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 you. First of all, thank you so much for joining us today. It is an honor to have you on our podcast and secondly a big congratulations for you for receiving the 2020 hall of fame school award by the ohio association of elementary school administrators in columbus ohio congratulations thank Thank you you. could you tell us a little bit about um, this award and how it came to fruition
2: yes this is miranda roscoe speaking i am a member of the ohio association of elementary school administrators so Yearly, I would see the application, and I would see the recipients, and I said, well, you know what? I think this is something that Windsor School at the time would qualify for because we do lots of innovative things, and we made a lot of growth over the years, so I got a team of people together, and we started on the application, and so these ladies were a part of the team that helped write the application.
1: Could each of you tell us maybe a little bit of what you contributed or what was the project that
3: uh, you had put together for this big award? Um, this is Sherry. I worked on the data piece mostly as a Title I teacher and a reading recovery teacher. I'm also in charge of our progress monitoring and our IET team, our intervention assistance team. So data is a big part of my job. So I really looked at the data component and This is of course not, this is last year's data, but we had closed many gaps and our AYP scores were very good. We met more report card indicators and we in general just really improved in all areas. So I just wrote up the data part of it and that was my contribution. This is Mary, Um, my
0: part of the project was because I one with the most experience, haha. <laughs> um, I was giving the background information about what Windsor has done in the past and how what we do makes us so successful as a team and what kind of projects we've done to facilitate that learning with the kids and to help close those gaps.
4: This is Jennifer. Um, at the time last year, I was a first grade teacher before moving to the title team. So I gave a large aspect into the classroom along with our trainings that we had to further our students with social and emotional, um, including our PACS training. And when we were together as a group, uh, I also typed for us. So (laughs) I was very good at (laughs) note-taking. Yeah,
2: and um, this is Miranda. And as the principal, I was responsible for bringing the team together. And I also discussed in the application How we uh, were a vital part of the community and the types of community projects we did. I talked about our collaboration with the school PTA and how we worked together to increase parental engagement at the school.
1: Well, collaboration is definitely very very important could you um tell us a little bit about that you had talked about a little bit of the collaboration you did with the community and with the pta could you give us a little bit more detail about that
2: well uh, windsor school the pta had a long tradition of being involved uh not only after school as far as doing fundraisers but they um were very instrumental in recruiting other parents to come in during the school day and volunteer. They put on annual programs like the school's annual Halloween Boo Bash. Um, there were things like the um, holiday
3: parties,
2: holiday parties, the Minute to Win It uh, incentives for the kids. Uh, they were a part of that. So. The PTA, which is, you know, it's just a vital part of the school program, Windsor Northwood PTA. So we're looking forward to continuing that tradition because they've been around, uh, and maybe Ms. Karlovic knows this more than I do. How many years would you say that we had a PTA at Windsor School? Well,
0: I have been back at Windsor for 23 years, and it has gotten stronger each year and one of the things that um, Windsor initiated in the district is we they provide grants many grants for teachers to be able to fund projects that they wanted to do in the classroom that they didn't have the funds for we have a school district endowment grants but sometimes those weren't able to cover some of the things that our teachers wanted to do so you could petition PTA for many years to be able to get the funds you needed to do those inspirational projects you wanted to do in the classroom.
1: You're you're speaking about um, these projects. What what are some of the projects that you are the most proud of and why?
0: Oh, I could start with that one. This is Mary. Since I have been at Windsor, we have since probably about 2010 have done a Veterans Day to Beat All Veterans Day. It is a day long event. We do a huge assembly. We invite the community in. We probably average 50 to 75 veterans for breakfast, for the assembly, every grade level has a part in it. It's a phenomenal. We bring in the old high school acapella choir members to sing. We bring in the band, some of the band members to play taps. We really do a lot and we could not do it this year. And I could not believe the comments we got from veterans that said, oh, they missed it so much. But the big part of the whole program is our kids raise money for different projects. This past year, they raised how much money for thousands of dollars. thousands yeah. of dollars for Honor Flight Cleveland to be able to send veterans from World War Two to Washington D.C. Uh, they were blown away about how much money we were, these kids were able to raise to send. I think we sent eight veterans this year wow. we were able to raise the funds for. In the past, we've done Valor Home, we've done local things to raise money for, we bought a refrigerator freezer for our local um, veterans. veterans association. We've done a lot. These kids just, we do Penny Wars and they just really get into it. So I think that's been one of our biggest accomplishments that we've done as a team.
4: Definitely. Just to jump in for a minute, this is Jennifer. To add to what Mary was saying, the buy-in that these kids have learning about Veterans Day and the different branches of the military, we've had students who will go around and petition grandparents, parents, neighbors, will you give me a dime for every book I read or a quarter? And then they contribute that money at the end. And I think it just goes to show just the caring and the empathy that's coming out of that that I think is just a great experience for them. This is Sherry.
3: Another program that we collaborate, we actually collaborated closely with PTA as well, and they helped us to fund the program, is we participated in One School, One Book, which is actually a nationwide shared reading experience for an entire school, and that includes all staff members. You read the same book and you have the same shared reading experience. It includes all families, our bus drivers, our cafeteria workers, our custodians, our secretaries, our teachers, everybody gets a copy of the book and our PTA helped us to fund it. And we um, have probably about a month of activities we do with the the book. This year we did Humphrey the Hamster and Humphrey the Hamster made an appearance at our school many times. (laughs) And I won't say who that was, but he was very popular with the kids. He even made an appearance last week. And we culminated the whole event with a really fun family night. And the kids got to get their picture taken with Humphrey. They got to participate in all kinds of activities related to all different learning modalities. And the parents came and it was just a huge success. So we're looking to do it again this year in a slightly different way. It might have to be more of a virtual activity, but we are looking to participate in one school, one book again, and do a follow-up Humphrey, the hamster book. This all sounds
1: really great. You can tell that you are a great leadership uh, team through the district and everything that you're doing, all these initiatives. Is there anything that you are doing right now that has halted because of COVID? You did talk about supporting the veterans. You weren't able to do that. Is there anything that really has changed and or changed your teaching and thinking about education right now? Okay, well,
2: this is Miranda uh, speaking on that. Actually, the um, COVID-19 pandemic has changed everything that we do, to be honest. But we have always been a school that has been flexible and innovative. So uh, we are really just jumping in. We're learning from each other and we're revamping all of our programs right now. So it's yes, everything has changed everything is new all over again for us but that's okay because we do what needs to be done
1: Yep, exactly it, um very positive very optimistic um it sounds like that you you all are um are you right now are you working in a hybrid format learning or mm-hmm. remote
2: oh good you- question <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the principal miranda again okay. <laughs>
0: With us laughing, yes, we are
2: right now. We have a couple different things going. We have a hybrid going with AB cohorts going. um, Cohort A comes Monday, Tuesday, then cohort B is Thursday, Friday. Wednesday is a day for planning and meeting meetings. So, and then we also have students. About forty percent of the students are totally virtual. Now, starting next week, that will change. We are moving to virtual learning for all students because of the increased COVID numbers. And also it's become very difficult to cover and staff the classrooms when teachers are out quarantining or out sick. So um, the district is moving to full remote learning starting uh, on the 30th of November. The 23rd and the 24th of November will be prep and planning days where the staff will just prepare for full remote instruction.
0: And this is Mary, just a comment about that. One of the biggest things about this school that I love is the teamwork. And our school secretary, when she sends out emails, she has at the bottom, teamwork makes dream work. And this week, when we found out we were making that switch, Our virtual team members literally jumped in and said to everyone who's been a hybrid, what can we do? How can we make this work? What can we do to help you with this transition? And it has just been wonderful watching teams working together to make this happen for our kids so that they feel going into the new um, virtual model that they're going to be supported by those teachers across the board and we're all gonna be in it together. So uh, that's the part that makes me the happiest.
1: What would you say is the secret to your school's success?
2: Hmm, That's a good question. Um, This is Moran speaking. There's
1: other leaders, um, education, uh, educational leaders out there listening to this podcast.
2: It's just such
1: a deep, dark time right now in education. What, and you all are so positive and doing so many phenomenal things in your district and have such a great, um, positive outlook. What, what could you really tell these listeners about your school's success and maybe hopes for their success in the near future?
4: This is Jennifer. I'd like to say, hands down, it's our staff collaboration. Everybody here is so close-knit. We celebrate our successes. Um, if someone's struggling, there are so many people there to lift them up, give them ideas. We work in so many different ways to cover everyone's needs here, both educationally and emotionally. When your staff's cared for emotionally, you can you can truly do amazing things. Um, within the past month, we've had two social distance baby showers. We've also had staff professional development. We currently saw that we had some staff members struggling. The, the tech part of it is the technology aspect is huge and it can definitely be a struggle. We've created a shared drive with tech tips that people have just put in like, hey, I found this, this is helpful. Here's how you split your screen. I think those things, when you have everyone helping everyone out, you constantly feel like someone has your back. And when you have that, you can do your best work.
3: This is Sherry. As you read in my bio, it's my 31st year of teaching. And the one thing I can say about our school, including the last few years when it was Windsor, is that, and I'm not just saying this because Miranda's sitting here, but we have a leader who lets other people use their strengths in the best way to help lead their staff. So she entrusts me to do a lot with the data. She entrusts me to do the intervention assistance team and the family night. and she doesn't try to micromanage everything we do she has input and we check in and we talk and we collaborate but she recognizes the strengths in her staff and she lets us do our jobs and help to help to lead others and it it really it does make a difference
0: we also we have a large special needs population in our building we've had for probably the last seven or eight years and we have the gamut from one end of the spectrum to another and Those special ed teachers know that they can come to any teacher in this building and ask for support. Can their kids come into the classroom? Can they be, you know, included in, Lots of times, the teachers will even say, Hey, this is what we're going to do. Would you like to make sure your kids are included in this? And I think what they both said you know, we've got our backs for each other. And when we need to, when the going gets tough, we get going. And we've done some things that other schools haven't even thought about doing that's going to make a difference.
2: I came into the school community, the Windsor Northwood School community, six years ago. So when I stepped in as the principal, I found it to be a very warm place with a lot of teacher experts, teacher leaders willing to work together. So it wasn't all about, you know, this is my area, that's your area. We work together to problem solve. So I just think that you have to, as the principal, you have to recognize the experts in the building and then let them let them do what they love to do. And um, and it usually works. Mm-hmm. It usually works, right, ladies? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well,
1: I love what I'm hearing. Um, I do a lot of research in professional learning communities, and it sounds like your school is a full functioning professional learning community that is very successful. So that's very, very exciting for me as well um, to hear what you are saying and leadership and um, what all the initiatives that you are doing. Is there anything else that we haven't discussed that you would like
3: to share out for our listeners? This is Sherry. I just, the one thing I wanna say, um, we talked about collaboration, but the one thing that we really do well here is that we look at the whole child. And when we begin the school year, we really look at every kid and our title team helps our classroom teachers to get a full picture of their reading ability, we help them with their benchmark assessments. We um, we make a spreadsheet and we share it with every grade level and we put every bit of information we can in there about that child. And then we meet with our teams and we decide where where are we needed? Are we needed, to, do we need four time slots for grade two? Do we need two time slots for grade three? we We put our intervention help where it's needed. And I think that's really allowed us to be successful academically and with our achievement and helped us to meet more grade level uh, report card indicators. Thank you all for taking
1: the time today. We are really, really happy to celebrate your success. Congratulations on the big award again. It's great to hear about these successes um, during our hard times. and, um, And it is wonderful to really celebrate these positive things going on in the field of education. Um, so thank you so much. Keep up the great initiatives in your school and district um, and the, what your leadership is implementing. So thank you so much.
3: Thank you. Thank you. thank you. thank you.
4: Brought to you by Ashland University, your partner in the future of professional learning. This podcast is intended to cultivate a rich debate. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of Ashland University.
1: This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons.